InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Millions of Americans are fighting diabetes, and millions of others are at risk of developing the disease. What can you do to prevent it and treat it? And what are the latest research breakthroughs? Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Sethu Reddy, who's with the Cleveland Clinic Foundation, and he's author of the Cleveland Clinic Guide to Diabetes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Doctor, I think many of our listeners have a general idea about what diabetes is, but could you give us a layman's description of what this disease is all about? Well, diabetes is a relatively modern disease, and probably type 2 diabetes in the last 100, 150 years, and basically implies that someone's blood sugars are out of whack or too high. So high blood sugars is kind of the common denominator. And how many Americans have the disease? Right now, we think there are probably over 20 million people with diabetes, and there may be another 5 or 6 million people that have diabetes but don't realize it. And then there are, of course, tens of millions of people that are in the intermediate zone, so-called pre-diabetes. There are people that are high risk of developing diabetes in the next few years. Once you get this disease, is it curable or it's just something you have to live with? I guess the truth early on is both. Certainly, early in the history, you can reverse diabetes. You can even prevent diabetes, by the way. So for those millions of people with pre-diabetes, if you exercise and eat right and even try to lose, you know, four or five pounds, that'll reduce your risk of diabetes by 50%. And then very early in the history of diabetes, the pancreas is still alive, and with proper diet and lifestyle, you might be able to get the sugars back to normal. You said earlier on that this is a modern disease. It's really related to diet and lifestyle then. Yes, that's a strange thing. We know that there's a lot of genetic component. You know, family history is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, if two of my parents both had diabetes, then I have about a 50% chance of getting diabetes. That part is true. But as you know, our genes really haven't changed much in 10,000, 15,000 years. So that hasn't changed. But the environment has changed dramatically in the last 100 to 150 years. So we've gone from an agricultural type of society where people, you know, get up with sunrise and go feed the cows, milk the cows and do a lot of work before they start their day, whereas now we drive to work, we don't have to hunt or gather for food or farm, we just go to the refrigerator. So with that rapid change in environment, clearly our bodies have not been able to adapt to that. And that explains why the diabetes is increasing in prevalence, not only here in the U.S., but developing countries like India, China. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Sethu Reddy, who is author of the Cleveland Clinic Guide to Diabetes, and we're talking about this disease. Doctor, is there a correlation between the obesity epidemic in our country and the growth of this disease? Yeah, definitely. Just like anything else, there's always a wave that precedes the actual event. So if you look at the obesity track in the last 50, 60 years in the U.S., you'll see we're all becoming more overweight, more obese as a society. And then if you follow the diabetes track, typically 10 years behind the obesity, you'll see the same thing happening. So that, you know, states like from Ohio right down to Mississippi in the middle of Louisiana have some of the highest obesity rates in the U.S., and as you can imagine, these are the states that are also going to have more diabetes than the California or uh, Washington state. Places where people are more active and perhaps yes, uh, don't have the obesity. Yeah, the middle of the country seems to be more overweight than the East Coast or the West Coast. 
How are children affected by diabetes? They're seriously impacted by this disease, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yes. When children get diabetes, most of the time it's what we call type 1 diabetes, where their body is rejecting their own pancreas. And typically they need insulin to live, to control their sugar. So they're on insulin almost immediately. Now, although their lives are impacted by the diabetes, because they're children, they kind of grow up with the condition. And uh, some ways, their attitudes may actually be better for diabetes than, you know, if you look at uh, somebody who's 35 or 45 years old, you know, working and relatively productive, now told that they have diabetes. Well, now they're old enough to look at all the problems that diabetes could cause, and that can have secondary effects on people's psychology and so on. Mm -hmm. In your book, you have stories of people who have triumphed over this disease, mm -hmm. and some of them are quite inspiring, and anyone who perhaps has a diagnosis that they're pre-diabetic would certainly be inspired by these. Could you share maybe one of those with us? One individual I think you might be interested in, someone whose life was just falling apart with uncontrolled diabetes, their sugars were dropping, and he didn't sense the low sugars, he was passing out, life was just falling apart. And he was assessed for pancreas transplant and was successful, got a transplant, and now his pancreas is, you know, making insulin. He's not having those low sugars anymore. His life has just turned around 100%. What are the latest research findings regarding this disease? Are there uh, some hopeful signs that we might be able to beat diabetes? When we say diabetes, what really gets us is not so much the sugar, but the diabetes leads to eye disease, you know, as leading cause of blindness. Kidney disease, it's one of the leading causes for uh, kidney failure and a uh, major cause of people requiring dialysis. And of course, it's also a major cause of heart disease and strokes. So all these things obviously have an impact on both our quality of our life as well as our lifespan. Mm -hmm. So it's been shown that if we can manage the diabetes better by controlling the sugars, by controlling the blood pressure, by controlling cholesterol, by eating properly, keeping things in control, that you may be able to really prevent or delay many of these complications by up to 75%. So that's always the good news. I mean, I tell folks that I see in the clinic that if you get diabetes today, you have a much different story to tell than the ones that are in the book or things that you'll read about in the textbooks of diabetes. Because with all the advances we've had so far, as you were saying earlier, we have the capability of incorporating those into our regimen and hopefully take charge of the diabetes and do a lot better in the end. Well, we see these TV commercials for the new blood sugar meters and things that are out yeah. there. It seems like there's certainly a lot of money being invested by companies to research this field. What's happening with the more recent research is that there's a lot of interest in developing what we call an artificial pancreas. So I was telling you about the story of the gentleman that got the pancreas transplant. Mm -hmm. That's a major procedure. He has to take powerful drugs to prevent rejection of the pancreas. Now, on the other hand, from an engineering side, if you could develop a glucose monitor that you don't have to prick your fingers each time you want to check your sugar. So it's automatic, like every two, three minutes, it'll know what your sugar is. And if that can send a radio signal to an insulin pump, and tell the pump how much insulin to give, when to give it, how much, and so on, you basically have a very smart insulin pump which controls the diabetes. And you can imagine the stress relief from the person who has diabetes. You know, they don't have to think about, okay, should I do this, should I do that, should I cut out on this, mm -hmm. maybe I should take a little extra insulin. So right now, life is very complicated for someone with diabetes factoring in all these things. But hopefully with the better science and engineering progress, 
you'll see this artificial pancreas come to life. Well, this is very interesting stuff, and it's great information. Dr. Sethu Reddy, who's author of The Cleveland Clinic Guide to Diabetes, everything you need to know about diabetes prevention and treatment from the experts at the Cleveland Clinic. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.